Gentlemen, how are we? Pretty good. I haven't seen you guys in a while. Wow. I know. It's been so long. Crazy. It's uh, the, the joke is we we were all together last night to watch the draft lottery and the night before. Yeah, yeah, we're on a three day the... recording streak. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, oh yeah, because that was Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh wait, or was it? Not uh, Monday. Um, we didn't record Monday? Sunday. Because Sunday. Was oh Mother's yeah, because day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, well, yeah. So lots of two on one podcast content coming out to the listeners. They love to see it. All right, lads, the playoffs are in full swing tonight. The Penguins could close out uh, for one. That's one of the big sort of looking tonight. Uh, everything else, when you look at Dallas and Calgary, that's up 2-2. And why is the other series slipping my mind? Why can I not remember who else playing? Washington, Florida, 2-2, I believe. Uh, that's going to be fun to talk about. Uh, but today we're going to talk about all the series that happened the last couple of days, the Leafs included, and what a thrilling game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, but we first off in a less screamy a more calm everyone's mic plugged in uh, a lot of that is thrown towards me the draft lottery was yesterday you can watch the full half an hour show that we posted yesterday there's our live reactions to it um but i thought we have a just to open the show much more calm cool reaction the big headlines really uh mover new jersey move up to two and montreal win the draft lottery first off did you guys see the video of gary ben reacting to it no yeah. but i'm sure he was thrilled he sounded so happy by the fact you couldn't have paid him to sound any more miserable. It was hilarious. Are we sure that's just not his regular tone? Cause he just generally sounds miserable. I did. So I didn't see the video. Right. So it was just like, ah, oh, Montreal. Wow. Neat. Wow. It was basically how it went. People were like, ah, oh, he's trying to sound surprised. It's rigged. It's like, no, no, no. Let's stop yeah. that. Please. Mm. He, yeah, he was so excited, you know, when uh, Edmonton got how many in a row and then got McDavid, you know, he just, he was thrilled. It's definitely rigged. That's what bothers me when people, especially yesterday, we're going on, ah, it's rigged because it's in Montreal. I'm like, guys, Austin Matthews is not playing Arizona right now. I was having some very heated discussions with people trying to explain to them that if, if Montreal had fallen in the lottery, it was not rigged. It's just, well, like the Coyotes fell. You think Gary Benton was going to let that happen if he had to say it? Seattle too. Yeah. Yeah. They both fell. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, I, you know what? What is a shame is so Shane Wright was playing last night. I wish we could have seen his reaction to it um, because that, that would have been, that would have been interesting, but he had a good, and I think he had a pair of points last night. So not bad, um, but it was, it was a hype time. Uh, it really helps Montreal's rebuild when you look at it. Cause now the young core will have Romanov. It has Caulfield. And then that one, two in that, like down the middle for the future is, a guy, Nick Suzuki, we know his two-way game, and another guy who totally has a great two-way game in Shane Wright. Uh, it definitely helps accelerate the rebuild in the way, no? Yeah, 100%. I think getting I think getting any first overall pick, um, uh, if you can develop it properly, obviously, um, it accelerates any rebuild. Right? Like, I mean, New Jersey's a tough one because – I, like it's, I don't know what to say about New Jersey. Like they, they can't pick a direction, but I think for the most part, when you look at um, other first overall picks, look at the Leafs, look at Edmonton, um, especially when you get someone like McDavid uh, and Matthews, how quickly that accelerated things for them. Now, yeah, you look at McDavid, he was out uh, half that season, but you know, I, I don't think the Oilers are anywhere near 
where they are without McDavid. And I don't think the Leafs make the playoffs that first year. And I think they, and I think without Matthews, we, this team looks completely different. You take 50 goals away from anyone. That's a little odd. Sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I think um, the big thing for me is that Shane Wright's a center and, when you always want to think about how to retool, what's the what's a very essential part of adding to that, it's always going to be center depth. And we've mentioned before that they have Nick Suzuki as well. So the way that they're going to be able to build that and then just add in the wingers like Cole Caulfield, um, other players, maybe a Joshua Law along the way, I think Montreal's in a great situation right now. But yeah, like I think, getting the best center in this draft is going to be crucial for them. Precisely, precisely. Uh, and going back to New Jersey, again, yeah, this is a, a team that has won three, three lottery selections in the past couple of years. So I want to say if, if this new rule set had been, impl- had been implemented by the time they had drafted Heischer, I think they would have been in- ineligible this year. So uh, New Jersey got some real good luck. Um, this for like the past couple of years, uh, just get a goaltender, everything's good, uh, because they can freaking score, man. They've got some good players, but it's just, yeah. um, they've they needed need even goaltender. when they went out and got Suban and they had brought in like they did that, that big summer, Zuban, and then Gusev, and everyone was like, <laughs> and uh, everyone was like, hey there, where's the goaltender? And it's like, ah, don't worry. And then the season started, and we were like, oh, oh dear. Remember uh, uh, the uh, Corey Crawford cop out? Like we're like, oh, they got Corey man, Crawford. Man, I said it at the time. Respect Crawford's decision. He really boned them doing that. He really did. He really did. Um, don't blame him because he had like vertigo issues for like a he year. He did. But, but I, I remember I called that like one of the best signings of the off season, especially when I thought Mackenzie Blackwood was going to play a ton of games. Mm-hmm. And then we, what's his future too? Uh, guys, pretty sure he switched agencies this year too. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what's going on there? I don't think they loved probably the start of the year and the vaccine stuff. And it was, um, can't wait to see how that, how that goes. But, um, I, I have a crazy take with, about New Jersey though. What's that? I think Dougie Hamilton's going to have a bounce back here next year. I, I'm just convinced of it. Like everyone's yeah. shit. Everyone's sorry. I almost swore. Everyone's crapping on him. Uh, I, I like, listen, he was injured and we've seen it before where guys have an injury mid season and, and it just ruins the rest of their year. I, I really think he's going to have a bounce back year next year. There's too much talent there with that player. Um, it's just, yeah. again, um, look at like guys like um, uh, they were like Dubois had that injury when he was quarantining last year and it just derailed the rest of the season once he got uh, dealt to Winnipeg. So um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, some other just non-playoff news before we go to the Leafs and Tampa series and everything after that. Um, a retirement. When we were, all, I think we were all kind of waiting for all year, but the NHL's leader in games played, um, San Jose. Disrespect. Okay, let, the disrespect. Just, we'll throw this out, by the way. Yeah, Leafs legend, Panthers. No, no not Panthers. That's Orton. Um, yeah, Leafs legend, uh, Hurricanes legend. Never forget that. Um Penguins legend, but no, truly, um, probably the best San Jose Shark to ever play the game. Uh, Patrick Marlowe is officially retired. Really, really beautiful piece written about him. Also, his speech um, to the Sharks fans of his family, they were really, really good. Uh, he thanked hockey at the end of it. Um, 
Thinking of Patrick Marlowe, when I say Patrick Marlowe, guys, we'll start with Alex and to Dan here. Uh, what comes to mind? What do you remember about his career? Uh, despite the controversy that surrounded it at the time, uh, the games played. Like, I, I think, you know, you look at Gordy Howe and you like, man, like the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time, his idol was Gordy Howe. Wayne Gretzky's mm-hmm. idol was Gordy Howe. And for him to pass a record and games played record, um, like, I, I don't think that's, I think that's a big thing, I think, especially for the players. But when you're talking about a guy who's now retiring and finishing first, uh, I think that's very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, it's two things. I think the first thing is his playing is the consistency there. Um, he was a major part of my childhood, major part of me growing up. And, you know, like once you get older and we realize how many games he actually played, how many games he actually played consecutively, it's kind of crazy. For me, the biggest memories are that elite Sharks team that we really felt that, you know, they, they're just on the cusp. They're always competing every year. Um, and one thing he did mention too in his Player Tribune article is the Olympics team. So when the Sharks were stacked, he was one of three, one of four Sharks actually that made it onto the Team Canada. And then 2014, he was still a bit of the older guy, but he was still brought in to be that big guy that could still skate a lot. And, you know, he really kept up with the young guys. Um, I, I, I really like that even though they were short stays, because he's forever a shark, but for all the short stays he had, he was very appreciative of what Toronto gave. He was proud of playing for arguably one of the biggest markets. Um, he even talked about how growing up on the farm in Saskatchewan, Melo Mew was his favorite player. And then the fact that he got to play for Pittsburgh was even great too. So very appreciative guy, someone that apparently was a huge, huge locker room presence for everybody that played with him. And it's kind of weird. Like I know 23 seasons, but it's like an NHL without Patrick Marlowe is weird. It is. You know, we always talk about that old Sharks team in that locker room and that sort of great leadership nucleus they sort of had. And Patrick Marlowe was right there. Um, so he finishes his career, obviously 1,779 regular season games played. Look at the playoffs. It's uh, 195, but beside that, uh, 1,197 points, 127 separately in the playoffs, 566 goals. Uh, I don't think we need to have the same discussion like we did with Getzlav about being a hall of famer. I think it's pretty safe to say that Patrick Marlowe is one. I don't think he's first ballot because he didn't win any championships, in the NHL, gold medals and that different. And it's really weird that he doesn't have any individual hardware. It's just very weird to actually look back on it. But just a tremendous player. Um, yeah, it's just it's weird to think that he's gone. And it's a damn shame that he didn't get a cup. Uh, like, I don't know if, if, if the Panthers can't figure it out, then maybe this is the end of, of Thornton. And to see both those guys drafted right next to each other, um, being gone without rings. It's like the same with Lundqvist and the Longo. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. Um, but hell, hell of a career. And um, hopefully he stays involved in the game somehow. But I mean, like, what a story. Um, and, you know, the Sharks, I remember at the time, like, beside Pavelski, we also talked about, like, when Marlowe left, I want to say maybe it was the same summer as Pavelski. It was a lot. Of, it was, or it was a lot of it that they both left at the same time. And maybe by the time he came back, 
it just maybe he wasn't the force to really help the Sharks get back on track that and all the money locked up in their defense. But um, I'd imagine he has his number retired too, like as soon as possible. Do they, do they have any other numbers retired? And maybe Doug Wilson? Um, would Nolan? No, I don't know. Let me check. Please do. I'd be interested to see if he's going to be, or maybe they just, what if him and Thornton are both gone by this summer and they do them together? That'd be a really nice touch because their just oh, careers yeah. have been joined at the hip. That would be uh Pavelski left a year after year after. Okay. Never or two. Me. Yeah. A year after or two years after, because I think the way it went, no, two years or three years. It was a chain effect. Like it was Marlowe Marlo, and then Thornton and Pavelski all within a certain amount yeah, of time. Like like it was very, years. yeah. 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 I like to confirm the Sharks do not have any numbers retired. Really? Yeah. Okay. So Patrick Marlowe is probably going to be the first one. And then maybe Jumbo Joe, depending on what's going on with him, isn't far behind. But uh, interesting. Interesting. Um, But hell, a hell of a career. Uh, And get that number in the icon right up there. Uh, Really funny note, uh, Daniel, I'm going to guess that you put this up there. Uh, The Californian icons retiring. So the Sharks have Marlowe. The Ducks have Getzlav, and then LA have Dustin Brown. Yeah. Uh, the Brown's like a step below, but yeah. that's actually a really good, but also depressing yeah. note. Three former captains of three expansion teams that they saw arguably their best runs in the uh, 2000s and the 2010s. That mm-hmm. all of them, I mean, the Sharks, they made, they made it to the finals, but the Kings and the Ducks were able to win it. So. It's kind of crazy to think back. It's like we talk about how Gretzky grew the game in California. And then mm-hmm. we look back now to these three former captains that were part of these amazing teams that we we were able to see that, like the growth that we saw in California. That's a very good point, Daniel. That's a that's a very, very good point. And you got to think that the, all those three guys probably because of how hard those California teams used to be. Remember, they used to joke it was the Death Valley road trip. Um, just like how much they probably hated playing against each other. Um, but probably because hockey players are weird, the respect they would probably have for each other now. Um, but man, uh, just the old man's gone. The old man's gone and still has color in his hair though. Maybe he dies and who knows? Okay. Uh, now we get to actually, before we do this, I wanted to get Daniel's thoughts on something here. So, uh, French media was all over something today. Apparently Joel Bouchard has been fired from the San Diego goals. What do you think of that? Because that was uh, kind of shocking because he just got there. Yeah, they kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe, maybe he misses Quebec. I don't know. I, I don't know how to look at it. Um, I don't know. Like that's pretty surprising to me because he he looked like one of the candidates that I thought the Ducks were going to have a look at. Like give the guy a chance to do something because. It's still that report. Like, I think Dallas Aiken's option has been picked up, which really surprised me because when I said I, I thought Fat Pat Verbeek was going to be a bit more of a cutthroat type of guy. Did you just call him Fat Pat Verbeek? Uh, that was my accent. <laughs> it's Pat not Patrick Verbeek. Maroon, Daniel. It's not Patrick. Sorry. <laughs> Pat Verbeek. I thought he was going to be more of a cutthroat type of guy that he wanted to bring his own guys or just wanted to give a new perspective on the team. So... It's a bit of a surprising thing for me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird to me because he, he looked like one of those star AHL coaches that we're finally going to get a chance with the team that signed him. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And when, once that team option got picked up, it was like, yeah, it was the team option for Dallas Akins. I was thinking, mm, interesting. And I remember like a big part of it when they brought him in was to really set like a big culture in the AHL. It is interesting that he was let go in Montreal due to differences about how the AHL team is going to be working. And then he gets fired like less than a year later. Remember a day Weiss, remember Patrick came on and told us, and then he, he sent me the interview and I listened to it, that Dale Weiss didn't actually have some great things to say about him. And maybe he was a bit of a bully. Uh, very strange there. I wonder if something comes out about him soon because it was the guys are talking about like he was a big star, but we'll see. Okay, playoffs. Um, tomorrow is going to be a big day uh, because the Leafs can fulfill the bracket prophecy that I have for them and knock out the Tampa Bay Lightning in six. Uh, yesterday was, I for my monies at least, the most entertaining game of the playoffs so far. And that was the Leafs coming back from a 2-0 deficit in Game 5. Um, probably one of the most resilient games they've ever played. Um, and get the series advantage at home. And the big thing, uh, Alex, was all the big guns were firing. Yeah, that's surprising, right? That, that's it's, I, I tweeted last night. Uh, towards the end of the first period, I go, I'm noticing Jason Spezza a little too much. Mm-hmm. Spring has arrived. Um, and I was sorely wrong. Like, and I'm happy I'm wrong. Like, listen, I, <laughs> I'm a Leafs fan. Like, I don't want, I don't want them to lose. I didn't pick Tampa because I'm trying to be an ass. It's because I, I didn't know what to expect from the Leafs. And I think they've proven me right um, on a couple of occasions here. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy, you know, obviously the biggest talking point, I think from the Leafs perspective from this series has obviously been John Tavares who last night had a goal and an assist. Um, and when he scored the goal, it literally looked like a thousand pounds was coming off of his shoulders. Like, I I think, you, you know, he's, he hasn't looked great this series and we've talked about that before, but that goal, I think having, just a massive weight off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. The, 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 also like the martyr uh, Matthews two on one was, you know what goalies a lot in this playoffs have talked about. Like when you see dry side McDavid coming on the two on one, you're just kind of like, huh? Okay. Well, I'll just get ready to let this go in. Um, that was like, I think the easiest goal that Austin Matthews may have ever scored. Like if there 100%. were two worst players that Tampa wanted to fold in and let go in like that, uh, it was them. <laughs> Pro yeah. tip, stop don't, Matthews and Marner. Don't let them do that. <laughs> Very bad. Very bad. Very don't bad. let them do that. Uh, but I, I just, I want to say other than that first period, because um, I, I think we should acknowledge what happened in the first, what happened in the first period. It wasn't a perfect game by any means, but uh, you know, I think that was a really big bounce back game for William Nylander. Um, I think he he did not look. Don't good at tell Sid Six Zero. Yeah, it's, I get once I get again once again I say, does anybody watch the game? But whatever. Um, besides the point, I, I think that was a huge bounce back game uh, for William Nylander, who who looked um, just was everywhere, was very mm-hmm. much just everywhere. Looked like William Nylander. Um, so I'm all over the place, but I I do want to mention Matthews. Real quick, yeah. Uh, other than the obvious, he scored the game-winning goal. But in the second and third period, if there was a way I would describe what I want Austin Matthews to do every single night, it's that. 
That man was everywhere. I've never seen him thrown hits like that. And, and I, I want to be clear, like I'm not saying he's an, he was an absolute menace on the ice physically, but I don't think on a night to night basis, he's, he's like that. And I'd like to see that a little bit more. So I missed the first period, um, but what I was seeing on Twitter were people saying, Matthew, shoot. Uh, and then I saw the second and third and I said, oh, and then I looked afterwards and I think he either had 13 shots or 13 shot attempts. And I was like, OK, so he he clearly started shooting again in the second and third, um, which is weird because he wasn't. He scored the pair in the first goal, but then he wasn't as much. You didn't notice him as much, or at least I didn't, in games two through four, as you did last night. I thought um, he because like this is a guy who is the back to back. He's the next Ovechkin, and it's like, listen, I don't give a damn about Marner or Neil. You shoot that puck if you have it, my friend, because right. you never know. So uh, I thought it was good for him. I think. Um offensively, I don't think he was as noticeable in games two to four. I think everywhere else on the ice, I still noticed him in a positive way, but um, definitely offensively where for the most part, that's where he's best at. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He wasn't as noticeable, Um, but last night, yeah, second and third period. So you didn't watch the first period. No, I missed it. Good Lord, that was a nightmare. I hated that. I almost stopped watching the game. So I, I saw at the start of the second, the Leafs, sorry, Daniel, that the, the Leafs had like four shots and I saw there was like seven penalties. I'm like, what is going on? And I saw that, I saw a tweet that said, Steven Stamkos at the end of the first went to immediately talk to the referees, would expect John Tavares to do the same thing. What happened? Well, there were penalties left, right, and center. And... That was, I, I think, that was the worst Leafs performance I've ever oh, seen okay. in my life. That that was brutal. It just looked like they didn't care. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, I'm like, guy, like, oh, it's like I want to like just shake them and be like, guys, like, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's cool that you won, and I, I want to acknowledge that they won the game and they really they came back and closed out that game. But I want to shake you and say, God. Come on, guys. Like, it's game five of the playoffs. You start can't start a game like this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, And it's not like game four where they didn't start on time or uh, not game four. What was the other game? They, game two where, you know, they didn't start on time. But, like, it, it was just it was worse than that. Like, it was come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Daniel. Sorry, I cut you off earlier. Oh, no problem. Um, Yeah, for me, I think it's just the single one of the single greatest ways I've seen of a team bounce back and make a lot of on the fly game uh, in game decisions that really changed everything. Um, That was a bad first period. I believe the the Leafs only had five shots on goal throughout that entire period. And then it still kind of looked like things were going to be the same, I guess the first few minutes of the second, but once things started getting, get going, um, that was probably one of the best periods I've ever seen. That second period was amazing. Everybody was dialed in. Um, the, I think the one word I could use for that performance is they were relentless. Um, every line was Good clicking. Word. Everyone, wa- I think the biggest thing is every line wanted it. This is not a, this is not to diss anything from William Nylander, but I think that he really did tighten up. I think he knew that there was the criticism there. Um, he 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 was great. Um, Justin Hall as well. Um, he wasn't that noticeable and i think that's great he did his job he did his job yeah 
we loved it. But Jack Campbell really did save them a lot, especially early on. Um, a lot he of credit. He makes me nervous, man. Yeah. He, he makes does. me nervous. He He's, makes me very nervous. He, he needs to calm down a bit. I was I was talking to Will about it, but I'll get to that in a second. Sorry if you need to, yeah, need to it, re- it reminded me of a bit of like a Jonathan Quick kind of performance <laughs> where you really oh, do challenge. You challenge each puck. That's a good one. You you want to be in front. You're out of the crease a lot. And it did work. Um, They did mention, and I know we're going to talk about it after, but that Jason Spezza speech that mm-hmm. apparently during intermissions really uh, changed course for Toronto. And man, that was an, ex- like for me, that's the most exciting, stressful game I've had this year. But I loved it. Um, When they did lo- lose the lead, again, the Leafs, and it became mm-hmm. 3-3. I admit uh, there was a bit of uh, a drop for me in enthusiasm, but once they got it going at Austin Matthews goal was beautiful and they got me back right into the game. You know, I, I, I didn't feel the same way. I was, and I was talking, when I was talking to Will, I said, well, we, we both sort of agreed. Uh, the way they were just playing was, what did, I think we said, uh, when, you're t- when we're talking about the Matthews and Martyr 2 on 1, for example, Will had joked, Marner misses the puck if this was the Montreal series. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is a change of the team when they realize what it really takes to win. And now listen, Mitch Marner knows how to pass a puck. But there was a change in the Leafs where if this was years past, I would have agreed with that. And I would have thought at the time, I think Tampa are going to storm back here. But there is just something different. And you saw it in the second and third, where even I had the thing of, do you know what? I think they're going to do this. Um, you know, they couldn't lose that game. You you can't go to game six in Tampa uh, with Vasilevsky and his history of closing out games that Alex has talked about a ton and the goals he just doesn't allow. Um, and it was, it was a, a must-win game and maybe one of the best must-win performances the Leafs have had. Um, and... To chant like the chance of sorry, the chance of now going to Tampa and closing it out. A lot of people were writing this in in seven. I don't know about that. I um, I just don't think there's been enough from Tampa. You know, it's been a big problem for Tampa, by the way. Mikhail Sergachev has not been good. No, has, and has taken a lot of stupid penalties. That's what he has not been disciplined. Mm-hmm. So I I want to go back, like unless you want to move on to Sergachev, no, I I just I. Okay, I I really I'm interested to know because obviously we were talking about this last night uh, for a couple minutes um, in our group chat where uh, where Mike and I were saying you know this is probably going seven games and and you said no and obviously you were just explaining it there. I want okay, I can you explain why you think this is different? Like what what is it that this game in particular? Uh, was different than game one where they beat Tampa five, nothing or game three, where they actually closed out a game. Or if you want to go to years past too, like why, why do you think this game is different? Not that I don't think the way they played was different. That's the Mm -hmm. best Leafs hockey I've seen in six years. Mm -hmm. So why do you think this game's different than the other one? So rewind quickly. Um, I had a belief last year where, Game six was Montreal's to win because it was in their home arena. Um, When I was panicking, I was like, make it to six. So if you're going to lose, you do it at home. But then once they got to seven, um, the Habs themselves thought they were going to win that game. 
Apparently, the thought was once Muslim was get was gone. So I think it was Tyler Tavoli said we knew we were going to win the series, right? Fair. And they had their suits packed for Winnipeg, not to go to Montreal. Uh, Michael Jordan so, right there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what I saw was Toronto could, after that first period, could have folded over and could have mm-hmm. lost it. Um, when instead what they did was the complete opposite. Where in years past, like we saw in that game seven, or sort of to an extent in the game five versus Columbus, they could have just flatlined. Now, it's funny you mentioned the Spezza um, speech, because I think it was Perry, Stahl, and maybe Weber had done the same thing in Montreal after game five. And then look what happened. Um, and obviously, you know, we saw in the documentary guys like Morgan Riley gave that speech right before game seven, or I think it was during game seven. But it was in that moment after that first period where I could tell, and as someone who watched the Leafs against the team I love so much, I saw a completely different Leafs team and a completely different effort that I don't think I've ever seen. And to do that to the cup champs, I think is sensational. Uh, and I just don't think like, they have not. I, I don't know if Tampa have looked threatening, much less there have been times where it's just sometimes the Leafs have flatlined. As I said, it's more that I, I don't know if I've seen a part in this series where I have thought Tampa have been cutthroat in a way. Maybe you could have said at the start of game four, but the simple part to your question, I yeah. just see that this is the big thing in the playoffs, guys. Who wants it more? And in this series, the Leafs have wanted it more. I agree. Sure, with that. I no, think. Yeah. Oh, go on. Go ahead. No, no. Go I ahead. I think go ahead. Tampa is just. Yeah, they look very tame right now. If that makes sense, they're not playing mm. very poorly or mm. anything. But there's not that umph we saw of how they were uh, winning the cups. I think right now, we've mentioned before. John Cooper even said it that maybe they look a bit of t- a little bit tired. Maybe. When we talk about the cup hangover, is it finally getting to them? We don't know. Watch them win in seven now because we've done this. So can we agree that is there a moment, like we've mentioned that there's the up and down, but is there momentum now for at least one team going into the next game? Toronto. The Leafs. I I don't disagree that there's momentum going, going um, going into the next game for the Leafs. But like it just... Maybe I'm just way too pessimistic, and that's probably what it is here. But I think over the course of this series, over the course of past series as well, where we go into games saying, well, you know, look at what the Leafs did last game. And it's like, but it's a every, I think it's Jeff Merrick who says every, it's a one game series, right? That's, I think that's his thing. And and I 100% agree the momentum is with, with Toronto right now. You, the other thing here is Andre Vasilevsky, sixteen and zero now after a loss in the yes. playoffs. Yes, that like he's incredible. Okay, so <laughs> let me just quickly think of something. So Toronto had the lead in game one. They scored first. I want to say, or did they? In game one, they won five nothing. Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay. I want to yep. say Tampa blow out the Leafs sort of made it a, a game. It was either game four, game three, yep. the tr- Toronto were still looking like juggernauts. Game five was the first game where there was a team that came all the way back. 
Toronto scored some goals, like that game where Nylander didn't got, want a forecheck. Yeah, he, he still got, got two. two goals and, and he got them within a few, but they didn't come all the way back. This is the only game where a team has stormed all the way back and they 100%. haven't just sort of folded in the first period. I think that's a big difference and that is what should carry over into next game. Not to mention now, all the pressure to me at least is on Tampa Bay. But uh, okay, I agreed, agreed. But mm-hmm. is if you look at the teams in the past that Toronto has played, Columbus, Montreal, um, the, the last two, I think those are the mm-hmm. two where you look at and say they walked in as favorites and mm-hmm. lost. Going into Game Six, all the pressure was on, or in 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 um, Columbus's case, I guess Game Five, all the pressure was on Toronto, all mm. of it, right? Mm-hmm. And they failed. But if there's a team who can take the pressure, it's Tampa Bay, who are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Like, that's what I'm, I'm not, dis, I'm, I'm not trying to disregard the Maple Leafs. I yeah, love them. Yeah. It's just, you're, and I feel like we're not doing the, like, not that we're not respecting the lightning enough, but I, we have to remember is the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. That's why I think this is going to game seven. Then it's I love, a toss up. I love how the one who is the most confident in the Maple Leafs is the Habs fan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I love I that. Um, I don't know I'm just losing my breath. Like I think um, it's the Kobe Bryant things um, when he won the Western Conference. He said, "Job's not done yet." I, I just feel that. I think like let me hold my breath for now, mm-hmm. because until it's written in the history books. I'm still just going to say it's still an open series. We'll see. And we, we will see next game. Yes. Listen, if Toronto wins this round, I, 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 will, I will pick them in the next. I will pick them in the next. But if, if I think, I, I think I'm waiting for Will to get back to me, but I've proposed a friendly wager where I think the Leafs, if they get past Tampa, can make it to the finals. Because okay. I, I don't think Washington can beat them. I've lost some faith in the te- in the in the in the Floridas in, yeah. in for the Panthers. Sorry, Alex uh, Baumgartner. Um, the Hurricanes confuse me, and right now I don't know what's happening with Tristan Jari. Um, so like I he hasn't confirmed counting, the wager are, yet. Are we counting out the Bruins? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, oh, I'm I, fed up with the Bruins. They, I feel okay, like... so imagine imagine this. They play Tampa in the first round. They play Washington yeah. in the second round. And then they play Boston in the third round. Talk all the about, demons they've ever had. Talk about yes. killing your demons. All, all, the, all the demons. Around. That's hilarious. Wow, that'd be insane. But I mean. Do, do you know what helps? Um, you know what's really, really good about the Bruins series, too? is technically they exercise a part of the Columbus Demons because Nick Foligno, former Blue Jackets oh, captain yeah. on the Boston Bruins. That's true. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that would be, that's the dream scenario. That's the dream scenario. Dream scenario. Yeah. What's probably going to happen is uh, Florida and then, my Lord, if they make it past there, um, Pittsburgh or Carolina. I, those are the challenges. But the good thing is if the Leafs need to make it to the finals, one of them take the other out. And listen, it's playoff Freddie Anderson we haven't seen with the Canes because he's been injured. Um, and uh, I, I just I, – the talent, I think, is overwhelming. And it, well, well, like Carolina, I just uh, – there's just something with them. 
And then like maybe Pittsburgh and like because Sidney Crosby's been unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but okay, uh, I want to talk think, about them past the first round. I want to talk about mm-hmm. fair. Uh, that's I want to get my that's hopes fair. up. I feel that's like we did this. Breath, I did this before. I don't want to do it again. Will, if you're listening, text me back. <laughs> Cheeky Boston. Okay. Uh, let's talk about another Canadian team that's very much uh, is not in a great way right now. The Edmonton Oilers. Okay. I'm really upset. I fell asleep during this game. Uh, but I really wanted to watch it. I was just so exhausted. Um, okay. So first off, what in the world was Darnell Nurse thinking when he was headbutting Philip That Deneau? was crazy. I don't know. What, like, What in the world? Right when the goal started and then he just, it's so explicit. It's just, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> if, if you, I've never seen a more black and white version of a headbutt in my entire life. Good. As a result, um, so I'll just set it up. Um, as a result, Darnell Nurse has been suspended for a game. So going to LA for game six, where the Kings can close the series out, the Oilers are without one of their best defensemen or the best defenseman. Arguably, I can't get I can't get Brett Kulak that much credit. Come on. <laughs> no, I he, um but yeah. Wow, that that's gonna be uh yeah, that that man to lose and if you go back and watch that game. What would uh, to me, Dan- Daniel? I think you watched a bit of it as well. I I, I saw parts here and there, and I rewatched uh, part of it this afternoon. I thought defense was their biggest issue. Yes, Mike Smith let in some soft goals, um, but it doesn't help when the team in front of you isn't great. And look at me, I'm defending Mike Smith. This might be a milestone for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I think to lose now, Darnell Nurse in Game Six. Four game six, sorry, in LA, who my guess probably has the momentum if we're talking about that, right? That's tough. That's tough. That's your best defenseman gone. Logs all the minutes, plays in a ton of scenarios. Um, what's what's interesting about this, I want to say McDavid and Drysaddle were involved in every single goal last night with the Oilers. Mm-hmm. By the way, Phil Deneau scored again. My man, love to That's, see it. Yeah. Um I just want to point something out quickly here. These are the top three scorers for the um, the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs. You can probably guess who one and two are. Uh, yeah. McDavid, number one. Dreisaitl, two. Uh, Evander Kane, three. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, four. Bouchard, five. Then Hyman, six. You know, they're not getting a lot of overall offense from their, their um, blue line because Bouchard doesn't have a goal. Um, Barry doesn't have a goal. He has two points. CC obviously doesn't have a goal. Brett Kulak, Tier doesn't have a goal. Duncan Keith doesn't have a goal. Chris Russell doesn't have a goal. You don't expect him to. I know offense wasn't the problem, but when you have a leaky ship on your back end defensively, and they're not helping out much offensively going into a game without the defenseman who can do the most of both worlds, um, it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, I have the Oilers in seven anyway. But I am legitimately concerned um, because here's the thing. Jonathan Quick at home it hasn't been amazing this series. When they've needed him, he's been good. And it's joy. you never doubt the Stanley Cup pedigree of a cup winning goalie. You never want to do it. Um, but you know, the, 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 tr- the crowd are going to be chanting for Dustin Brown because, again, it could be his last home game ever. Uh, there's there's um, the pressure isn't on the Kings there because they're still playing with house money. That's the Ooh. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, they were at the playoffs at the beginning of the season, but no one really expected them to make it. Uh, 
I had them second in the division. I know, I know you did. I know you I was did. right, but about it's still it. ahead of schedule. It's still ahead of they schedule. Were third, they were third. Sorry. They were third. They yeah, were third. Yeah, yeah. But I had it. I had they, it. They, kept it they kept it in there for a bit. Like they go to OT. Uh, it's just a funny thing. Did you guys see the video of the two people who? Uh, okay, so right yes. when Adrian Kempe scored on Mike Smith to uh, win it, you just see the two fans running to the exit. <laughs> Awesome. New Oilers fans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Adrian Kempe, by the way, uh, that's a player we have not talked about this season at all. Uh, all-star, incredible speed, big goal. Tremendous, tremendous from the Kings. Um, and what's, well, by the way, uh, two defensemen I want to quickly mention. First off, Drew Doughty, because the Kings are winning this series without him. And the defenseman we were all waiting for to get a proper chance, Troy Stetcher, who... Oh. Really funny. A sister of one of those goals was Alex Edler. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a second. Am I watching a Canucks game right now? <laughs> so What's that's, this? Funny. that's funny. That's not the defenseman I thought you were going to bring <laughs> bring up. But was, that's funny. I defenseman? thought you were going to bring up Sean Dursey. Uh, Alan Walsh Klein, no, Sean no. Dursey. Um, Leafs legend, Sean yeah. Dursey. <laughs> See, I don't even think of him as, as that anymore because I just, he's an Alan and, Walsh Klein. Him well, and, uh, yeah, you mentioned too. the Muzzin trade, by the way. Really worked out for oh, both teams. Yeah, it very much has. Grunstrom has been a quiet, really good presence player for the Kings 100%. in this playoffs. He's the type of guy that you'll love to have in the play. Doesn't score a lot, but mm-hmm. he has had like a, a very, and he's had some goal. I think he had a game winner in this series, but you remember that old Mark Bergevin cliche of there are guys who can get you to the playoffs and guys who help you get you through the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Grunstrom's just been like a really noticeable, tremendous player for the Kings. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And it also helps, uh, you know, it's funny that he's their leading scorer and still doing his job. Uh, Phil Deneau, <laughs> right. You were talking about him before Adam. Um, Ignore the good, the game with the Oilers scored eight goals that didn't count. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Hope he's all right, by the way. So, oh, after the headbutt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Screw um, Carnell Nurse. It's again, it's really concerning. Like I think I had Oilers in six. I'm like, you know, without Drew Doughty, the Kings will probably still take a couple games. What really, I, I'm, I'm, I really want to emphasize this. Losing Darnell Nurse, I, I think, is going to be it, – it, it's going to be brutal. Disastrous, yeah. Who's going to play? Chris Russell? So That's who's going to replace him. So who is their, who is their best defenseman without Darnell? Either – all around, it's, it's either Kulak or Bouchard, which – That's a Bouchard, maybe. Is, it's, it's fair. Like, CC is – like, but you, you know what I'm saying now is – it's it's not great that Brett Kulak all of a sudden is your second best defenseman. Yeah, like with all due respect, that's like I mean I he he shouldn't be their second first or second best defenseman. Look at the Habs. It wasn't he, he was like that and they finished last. Um, right, like a good player, like smart acquisition when we look at what's what sort of happened. But I don't want to talk about what happens if they lose because they haven't lost yet. And it'd be silly to say that they, they've already lost when Connor McDavid is there. Um, but man, they have to win. Uh, they, they need to win very, very much, very much. So um, anything else on this series before we go? I still think uh, it's no. going to go to seven, but I still have the Kings winning it. 
Fair enough. Wait, you still, you still have the Kings winning it? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, anything from you, Alex? Or I mean, I guess just to add to Dan, to counter Daniel's point a little bit, I would say if it goes to seven, I think the Oilers win it. I don't want. I don't. Has McDavid ever been in a game seven before? Did they beat the? Did they beat the Sharks in seven? Oh, um, McDavid went to Game Seven, two thousand seventeen, against the Ducks. That went to seven. Yeah. Was that the game that Corey Perry fell on? Kent? Yeah. He fell he exclamation he, point. He on, no, he, he fell, man. Let's this is let's get that straight. You love him, but like he fell onto he Cam fell. Talbot and yeah, somehow got the, away with the, the goal. Series. Oh goodness! So he's been to so he's zero and one in the game seven, maybe unless. Yeah. Did they win in six over San Jose? I wonder. I want to double yeah, check that. Yes, quickly. yes, because he played thirteen games. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And period. no other year has gone. So the last two years have been four games. So is McDavid a choker? Is what we're saying here. Anyway, we're not. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Uh, this is a sad series that I want to talk about next. Uh, my St. Louis Blues. Sorry, my Minnesota Wild are down three-two going against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Jordan Bennington's at a 9.30, I think, since coming into the crease. They've started scoring again. While in Minnesota, it's been Kaprizov. It's been Kaprizov. Uh, It's it's, it's just been Kaprizov. Um, I am scared for the Minnesota Wild because it could ruin my Western part of my bracket. Kaprizov has seven of their 15 goals. That's insane. Oh! If I can do the math correctly, but yeah, 15. Oh, he has no. seven of them. Yes. So what he had the Hatcher game, the two last. Oh, that's brutal, man. They need to. Uh... Ryan Hartman, where are you, buddy? How dare you? At like thirty or something? No, he didn't have like thirty. They also have like, like Kevin Fiala's gotten really quiet. Matt Zuccarello. I don't like that, man. I don't that like first, that. I'm worried. That first line has right. It's. Uh, Kaprizov, Erickson Eck plays with Kaprizov too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That they have sixty-six percent of their goals. That it's one like, line. It's like the Dallas Stars almost. They have a really good defensive system. Um, they have one great scoring line, and maybe you question the rest of it. Fiala's not great. Fiala's kind of like Nylander, where it's like this stretch he's almost like a deity of scoring. And then he disappears for 10 games, and you're like, ooh, hmm, Kevin, why? Um, oh, goodness. Uh, what's also kind of worrying is um, Marc-Andre Fleury hasn't been fantastic the last few games, oh, has he? Made me sad. I'll let you I two mean, guys have this one. <laughs> I'm just saying, try Cam Talbot, man. I'm just saying. Do or die. When's it been Fleury and he's won it? As the guy, he hasn't. He does it, nine. Two to that. Was he the guy? The guy. guy. Yes, he was the guy. uh, He was the guy. He was the guy. 2009. So that was more than 13 years ago. um, I know this is going to be a stretch for you guys. 13 13 years ago. Yeah. This is going to be a stretch. But 2016, when they won it. Yeah. Flurry was on like a Vezna worthy year because he was playing every game. He got them. He had a Vezna worthy year last year and won it. I know, but and, see this and way. And then what um, happened? I'm talking about the playoffs. <laughs> what happened was... Yeah, and then he didn't finish the job. Because that Matt was Murray year, did it. That was the year everyone thought that Pittsburgh was not going to make the playoffs. And then Flurry just turned, like, just 
found a new gear in him and but, played every game, got them to the playoffs, and then he got injured because he played too many games. Did they not also bring in their who is now franchise leading winningness coach that same year? Mike Sullivan. Yeah. Because yes, franchise he was, leading, yeah. he's a the, yeah. Apparently, the he's the winningest okay. coach in. Okay, I, I know, wow. I know, right? <laughs> like, Shocking. geez, Louise. I was thinking to myself her. when I saw that. Huh. I'm like, wait a minute, who who was coaching Yager and Malkit and then Yager and in Lemieux? I'm like, who who was that guy and how was he? Not? I was yeah. shocked to see it. I was. Shocked. I have a fun fact, by the way. It wasn't Matt Murray who relieved Flurry first in the playoffs against the Rangers in round one. Who was it? It was Jeff Zatkoff. Oh, Mr. Game. Wasn't he like Mr. Game six or Mr. Game six or something? They yeah. made like it was a big chant about him. Yeah, there you go. Which yeah. means I think he might have gotten his name on the cup. Yeah, I remember Jeff so, Zatkoff. We signed him in our GM mode. I remember. We did. We did. We did. Zach um, said he's a USA World Junior legend. See, the thing here is I, I don't know if the goaltending has been bad, so I don't want to um, comment on that. I haven't been able to watch this series as much unfortunately but it's what, been in a really rough time slot yeah it, it has but to me it just it looks like they need some scoring from someone not named the first line you know what i mean like it, it's 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 rough like if you look at the other teams like wait i mean you look at back at tampa last year and tampa is an anomaly but they had scoring every, like every line was at least contributing in some way, shape or form. And mm-hmm. to me, when 66% of your goals come from your first line, that's a little concerning. You know, what can kick your team up the butt goaltending change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying, give Talbot a chance. He, the man sure. didn't lose a regulation game for like 16 straight to end the year. I'm just 100%. saying, like, man, Flurry, I don't trust him in the playoffs anymore. I've I've seen it. Doesn't work, or hasn't worked since 2009. I would have been. Ago. I was turning ten I, that year, Daniel. Uh, I'm 22. Okay. I was turning nine. What other years were there, um, Daniel? I don't know if you're gonna win this one. No, I. I really feel like this. I is, really kind uh, of feel it's not a nostalgic thing for me that's defending Flurry or a, a bias. No, I know. I know. I really you believe truly it's pure believe stats. It. That, I know. I truly, yeah. I know you believe it. But the thing is, it's like, I mean, like, I, the thing is, I'm not wrong. He has Vesno worthy seasons, right? Like, and yeah. he won it last year. But then it just, and, and let's put it like this he, uh, he wasn't the only problem with the Golden Knights last year. I I, I think they had um, a couple other issues that were bothering them. Um, And I think the same goes this year. Like, I I don't think he's the main problem or he's the the only problem. Um, Again, I I, I don't want to repeat myself, but again, 66% of your first line of your goals have come from your first line. That is an issue. Would it help with my argument if I also said he was the guy Mm-hmm. That got his team to the finals. Then, in 2008. I'm gonna and hold on, hold on. Okay. okay, I'm gonna back away from the mic here because okay. I said this last time and I didn't realize how how badly it went. Wait, wasn't okay. it 2017? Was Washington? No, yeah, it was no, 2018, 2018 yeah, with yeah. the Golden Knights, right? He got them to the finals. Yes. Yes. And lost in five. And then um, he got the Penguins to the finals 2008 as well. And they lost in the finals again. But it's still incredibly difficult to get there. So I think he could get you there. Yeah. 
No, this no. is not on him. This this really it like I look at this and say I don't know really how to blame goaltending. I think if you're making I think Adam's point on if you change your goaltender and it seem and not change your goaltender for the sake of changing your goaltender, but change your goaltender in the hopes of um you know it'll give the team a kick in the butt. I say you do it, but not like it's not like they're going from Mark Andre Fleury to like uh, I don't know. Give me a backup. Give me a prime backup goaltender. Just throw a name. Antiniemi. Antiniemi. It's not like they're going from uh, Mark Andre Fleury to Antiniemi, right? Like they're going from a guy they trust to another guy they trust. They trust okay. because what we've seen in the past with goalies is when they go from guys they trust to guys they don't trust. Miraculously, and I really don't understand it things tend to go wrong. Uh, I mean, at least with the Leafs, I've seen other happen to other teams um, as well. So I think you're not changing your goaltender because Marc-Andre Fleury is the problem. You're changing your goaltender because your team needs a kick in the ass. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. All right. Uh, What's been big in Carolina's series is they've cut down on the penalties they've taken. Uh, Tony D'Angelo not falling to Brad Marchand's games kind of helps. Um, we didn't mention it, by the way. I won't say the exact verbiage, but that chirp that Marchand threw, uh, 10, 10 out of 10. Uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, and then some big plays from Sebastian Ajo, and that overall power play was a big reason they ended up winning game five. Um, uh, Seth Jarvis, too, was pretty good in that series. Um, I'm disappointed in the Bruins. Um, again, uh, is there a bit biased here against the Hurricanes? Maybe, because uh, I don't like them. Uh, I just I don't I don't like them. Um, but um, I was somebody I saw somebody say Tony D'Angelo might be the best defenseman on the Hurricanes, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, oh, I offensively, hundred percent. Yeah. Just, just they, they, they just said they just said the yeah the, the defense part. Of it. Great defenseman who can't defend. Love it. Roman Yoshi should win the Norris over McCarr. No, he shouldn't because he doesn't defend anyway. Um, how good is Kale? But we're gonna, we'll get to Colorado. Hey, Kale McCarr is good. Um, but yeah, the Bruins. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see him coming back from this. Marchand and, and Bergeron are trying to do their thing, and Debraska's been great. But it's just a little. Some might say they might be missing the secondary scoring of a certain David Krejci and his impact in the second line. Sure, I, I mean I, I imagine it also helps when you don't have a rookie goaltender in net. Why? Yeah, Jeremy's done his best. No, no, not. I thought you. No, no, no. I meant Pieter Kurechkover. Okay, I don't remember his name exactly. I apologize. I'm gonna find it, but it's a better shot than the carousel. The Kings goalies continue. I, I, that's true. I just, I think what happened last night was the Carolina Hurricanes didn't let the Boston Bruins get in their head. And I think that's what cost them before. Yes. And I think we talked about it on Monday. Mm-hmm. And for them to win on, I guess, is that tonight? Or is that tomorrow night? Tomorrow. They are the tomorrow 7 night. o'clock game. Normally, yes, the Leafs yes. are 7.30. That's true. 7 o'clock game. For them to win, they have to do that. I think on paper, the Carolina Hurricanes are a better team. I think, okay. I mean, we'd all agree that with that sentiment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So for them to be the better team on the ice, they cannot let Brad Marchand get in their head. And I think that's what killed them to start. 
Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a very good point. Very good point. Uh, go to Pittsburgh and New York. Pittsburgh can close out the series tonight. Uh, I wonder if Igor Shosturkin's just tired. Um, because what we've seen from him in the last two games has not been Igor Shosturkin. Um, I mean, it also helps that Sydney. Here, here it is. Sydney it just walked Crosby. into my desk. Have some damn respect for Sidney Crosby, everyone. I'll say it. Oh, he's toast. Oh, we're going to hand the mantle to McDavid. Oh, maybe Matthews is here. But McDavid, 2020. No. no. It's still Sid's league, damn it. What a what a specimen. What a great hockey player. Just that's what people are not talking enough about is how Sidney Crosby in these playoffs has been otherworldly. And I love it. I love it so much. It helps when Jake Gensel is around. He's healthy, which they've had some problems with the playoffs before and all that. And okay. It's it's miraculous when the Penguins are absolutely healthy because they are all someone's always hurting <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins. Look at the goalies right now. Yeah. Um, this isn't me rubbing the wound in Mike's skin right now. I just love Sidney Crosby. He's oh, a no. really good we, hockey really? player. We know, we know. I love uh, TikTok. How are you? No, I, I think Crosby. Yeah, man. I think we actually. I was having this conversation last week with Curtis. I'm like, I, I really feel like. What was it? The players' poll that we talked about a few weeks ago, where they said if you have a game seven, I believe it was Connor McDavid who they picked. Yeah, I think it was if you had to win one game. Oh, man. Like, I don't know yeah. if I agree with that, right? Uh, no, I mean, the no, players are right. the players. You do what you want. But um, I think Sidney Crosby saw that and, and took it personally. <laughs> Is how I'll put it. It's good. He should. Yeah. He's, he's better than everyone else. I think it's yeah. just, yeah, right now, the way he's been playing, it's it's a Crosby we expect. But it's also, it's just he's playing with this edge that, like you know what I mean? Like there's no safety net anymore. This is kind of like we we we've used the word again, like last dance before, but it's also kind of he just kind of knows where the situation is. Like there's no really going back with things because there's so much uncertainty that mm-hmm. he just wants to get through this first round series as quick as possible. And mm-hmm. I think everyone has just been buying into that. Wow. Louis Deming, all the players, like they've been good. What's that philosophy people always say when Sidney Crosby's trying his damnness out there? How do you not do the same? Because um, Kapanen and should maybe learn a little bit more about that. But um, uh, no, but you know what? Like, I just want to talk about the Rangers as well here. Sure. Again, yeah, I, I wonder if just Shesterkin's tired. The guys played a lot of hockey. And there were some rough games towards the end stretch of the, of the, uh, of the season. Um, like, even when they were about to sort of push Caroline for maybe first in the division. Um, but I, I just, I wonder, you know, this isn't like, this isn't like the end of the Rangers, right? Like, no. like, yeah, I'm not trying to say that. Like this, <laughs> is, you, this was a year. Wait, wait a second. This, Are you suggesting that after this year, the New York Rangers should just blow it up? I, I'm not yeah. saying that at all. <laughs> I'm just saying that obviously like Lafreniere and that are, are just, are still so young. Um, despite what I said about some of the other members of their core. Um, last episode, Daniel, we had that discussion. Um, a lot of really key depth pieces on that team, even some more important ones like Fox and Lindgren, aren't Stone Age players. A lot of them are really young. So like, this is just a start for the Rangers. It was a great year overall. I think at the start of the year, we I'm, I'm sorry to say this like they're already out of the series, um, but I just think you, you have like a young upcoming team in a way facing, you know what, the Pittsburgh Penguins, which have been almost the example of one of the best run franchises, the longest 
playoff streak among active teams right now. It says something about it. And, you know, this is, this is a good year for the Rangers overall. I don't know how internally how they're going to feel about that, but I, even if they lose tonight, I think they should be proud of themselves. I'd like to add to that young court too. I didn't mention Keandre Miller. Last yeah. Episode. He's so good. Yeah. Cole Caulfield's best friend. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think it's probably either. It might be Zgrass. Okay. Well, now, now it's Nick Suzuki. Oh, okay. <laughs> you see, I saw a picture. I, I wanted to, I didn't fact check this, but somebody had this picture of him following Shane Wright on Twitter. I'm like, my heart, where is Shane? Where is he? Um, okay. Uh, from here, we can go to Dallas, Calgary and the stars. Um, I shouldn't say the stars. I mean, the flames actually started scoring some goals, no. uh, including Goudreau on a penalty shot, which I think Will was in disbelief by, uh, to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't help that Nick Robertson hasn't really been scoring a ton for the stars. Jason. I'm not going to Jason Robertson, Jason, Nick, yeah, yeah. didn't I? I met Jason. It's, it's really annoying. I have the notes and I see Robertson and I know it's, I know I almost said Nick again, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is a shame that Dallas um, it's, it's, it's on their, their own fault that only one line can score in that team. And, um, Calgary are looking decent. I guess they scored. Mark's they, really good. They doubled their goal, their playoff goal <laughs> total in one they game. Did. They did. It's hilarious. Hey, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, a big thing for me is like Calgary's offense is starting to heat up, and I like that. They like the Flames are trying to heat up, and they finally solved Jake Ottinger. Um, he's been excellent for them goalie of the future they brought him along slowly but they've really put him into the fire right now he's been able to kind of keep them in the game i think it would have been a lot worse if it wasn't for him especially the way the shots were gonna be like um so i think maybe calgary does close this out um we talk about momentum there i think that the a lot of their players are back to their regular selves in a way of how they expected to play Especially Matthew, especially Matthew Kachuk. Um, so I'll I'll see, but I'm I'm thinking Calgary maybe gets this in six. Um, we will see. We will see. They look to take the advantage tonight. It's two two. We'll see what happens. It's really interesting though that um the answer, the most entertaining Kachuk in the series hasn't even been Matthew. It's been Brady. <laughs> For some reason, Ottawa Senators captain Brady Kachuk seeing his brother play. In flames attire, trying to get his dad's attention at the game, and it's just <laughs> what's going on. Did you see the shirt? What shirt that uh, Brady was wearing? Yeah, it was a flame shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, and it said Rat King, and it was uh, <laughs> it was Matthew. Kuch- <laughs> hey, at least they can admit uh, it, right? Oh man, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I still can't wait for the negotiations this summer. Listen, Calgary, I have you winning the cup. Don't hurt me. Man, how mad is Batman going to be if it's like Lace Calgary in the finals? <laughs> oh, I just, I almost it. want it. I almost want it just to spite Gary. Just Montreal. <laughs> oh, I suck it. I, I can't wait to boo him at the dress so badly. I'm gonna boo my lungs out to that man. Um, uh, I guess that's everything with Calgary. Sorry, I haven't talked a lot about you, but uh, I'll say this: game, game six. I mean, sorry, game four was easily the most entertaining game in the series. Like there was some fun in it, which normally with those teams you don't really get. They've this been snorefest be to bo- watch. Yeah, I was gonna. Here's say. the big, the big problem is I've tried to watch their games, but the problem is it's not going to be the problem tonight. Um, 
because Colorado already already lost, but they've been playing around the same ish times as Colorado. And I'm like, I could be watching this or I could be watching the Predators get curb stomped right now. Right. And Kale McCarr. So I'm going to go watch Kale McCarr instead. <sighs> and I'll let Will let me know the details of what's going on There's when he's not thing, watching basketball. One thing I'd like to point out that I saw circulating about the Preds. What? Um, remember when Matthew Shane requested a trade from Colorado because he said he was oh, boy, do I. for a playoff team? Yep. And then the oh, moment no. he left, they turned it around. <laughs> oh, man. Who knew that that year? That horrible year was the best thing that ever happened to Colorado because if those of you don't remember, they finished last, lose all three lotteries to fall to fourth, and they take Cam McCarr, who might be the best. He's no, you know what? No, 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 I'm gonna say it. He's the best defenseman in the world. Adam Fox is toast. Not even like jam on toast. I don't care. That's it. I'm gonna let that sit. I'm gonna let that sit for a little bit. Wait, wait, what about the Norris nomination? I'm like Adam Fox didn't even get a nomination this year. Yeah, he's a scrub. He's over. That was a little surprising. I won't. Yeah, well, so who who was it again? Was it Hedman, Hedman Yossi, Yossi, Makar? Makar. Yeah. Well, here's the argument then. Okay. The Jeff Merrick special of not who you say, who do you take away? Do you take Makar out? No. Do you take Yossi out? No. Not after that year. Do you take Victor Hedman out? You think about it a little longer, a little longer, but I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. Because of his season or because of his reputation? He had a good year, man. No he had fair. a good year. He when when, when Hedman goes, when Hedman goes, that team runs. Remember the, the Blue Jackets oh, series? 100%. He was hurt and they were scrubs. I mean, also Nikita Kucherov got himself suspended. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, I'm sure Hedman... Uh, had a big role in that, but I don't know. By the way, has, has Kucherov been actually playing against the Leafs? Because I, (laughs) again, let me say, let me just put this out there. I will not be making those comments until the end of the series. All right. I, I look forward to you guys winning game six so we can make fun of Nikita Kucherov because I'm waiting for it. Seven point. Yes. Is uh, a goal and six assists. Quietest performance I've ever seen. You try. You can just talk about you want. Empty points. I'm not taking. Empty I'm points. not taking the taking the heat on that one. Not. He's today. a loser. He's fat and happy with with his with his money with his cops. He's, he's I'm stopped. Sure he I hate him. I can't stand the man. Number one BS, Mister Mister Kucherov. Ah, look at me. I'm Kucherov. Ah. Uh, Tampa Bay, we never get cheers and our Dude. fans leave early on banner night. Oh, but best, yeah, shut up. I don't want to go back to that game. Just last night, there was a there was a shot. Uh, a particular defenseman took the shot, and my heart almost dropped. So Zach Bogosian comes in wide open, takes a slap shot. Oh, yeah. I almost thought that went in. My heart <laughs> dropped because I didn't know what to do with myself. What was the I score at that time? Ball. Um, it might have been two one. I think it was imagine, the second period. Imagine that Zach Bogosian puts the dagger into your heart. <laughs> I would have cried. That would have been uh, the Bogosian jersey would have been burnt to a. Crisp. I almost slandered him. Oh wow, that's not good. That's not good. Kind of like the performance from the Nashville Predators against the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> um, uh, the first series has been decided. It was a sweep. I feel stupid for saying, ah, do you know what Nashville and six. Really feel dumb. Oh no, was it five? I think I said Nashville and oh, I, who cares? They lost. No one had. Five. No one. No one had Nashville winning. And if you did, shame on no. you. Um. <laughs> so first, 
Shame on you. We'll do this, right? Um, when the team gets eliminated, we will have some time to talk about what is next. Okay. Ripping off with 32 thoughts we're doing all year with the teams that weren't getting eliminated from the playoffs before the playoffs started. So we're going to steal that idea. Um, but who cares? Uh, sorry, guys. Um, they, they don't care. They're, they're, doing, they're doing fine. They're doing okay. Yeah, really, honestly. Uh, so the, the Preds get their two games of playoff revenue that they, that they need. Um, Philip Forsberg had a very long skate because he does not have a contract. Um, it wasn't done at the deadline, and people thought maybe he was going to get moved, but the Preds decided to keep him. Make of that of what you will. Um, and this very well could be the last game that Philip Forsberg plays for the Nashville Predators. It's interesting. That's definitely interesting. I mean, I don't know what direction this team plans on going just because they can't. I feel like we've had this discussion about 10 times over the last two years, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to resign him. Um, but at the same time, Philip Forsberg can make bank this summer, yeah. uh, particularly an Eastern Conference team in the Metropolitan Division. I will not name names, but I think we all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. Go, I, go I, on. I, I, the name. I don't know. Philly. You know the name? Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Well, no. If they don't get Goudreau, if they don't get Goudreau, or um, wait, Kadri. crazy idea, both. Or Kadri? No, they're going to get two of the three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nashville mm-hmm. also needs to go get a backup goalie. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Said to... it, I said it before during the deadline. I I don't know what Nashville's direction was going to be like. What they were going to do. I know that we couldn't foresee the UC Soros injury, but I don't know. Like you traded Victor Arvidsson for assets. I know Philip Forsberg's on a whole other level, but if you knew you were going to lose him after a series like this, knowing that you were probably going to face Colorado or a Calgary, um, I would have traded him at the deadline. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but I would have well, traded him. They probably think they can keep him still. Again, listen, they we don't know the exact expectations of ownership. It's summer, so you know the Mike Miller cycles are back. I don't know if you could hear that. Hope not. Um, a little bit. Well, that's great. Did you hear the dog earlier barking? Uh, for a second. Okay, that's great. Um, but, you know, the, their thing is let's get the playoff revenue, right? Uh, they have like $10 million in cap space, I think, projected. So if he's getting signed, you got to think it's in the eights. And But then is there a lot of money for them, the supporting cast afterwards? It goes up a million. I, I, I'm assuming that's in the projected space. Um, they need a backup goalie. I don't know if Askarov's ready. Or if they believe in Ingram enough to take it over from Big Save Dave, but like, are they going to be that much better next year? Are they going to take a real step? Like, even if Probably Colorado not. lose, like if if Colorado lose, um, why can't I remember his name? Nazem Kadri this year, mm-hmm. they're still better than Nashville. Oh, a hundred percent, because they have the the guys about ten seconds away from. Um, being ready. They actually have a bunch of, they have $25 billion in cap space for God, next season. Uh, and they have to resign Forsberg and then their other contracts. Uh, Luke Cunning is an RFA. Nick Cousins is a UFA. Matt Luff, Yakov Trenin, both RFAs. Jeremy Lausanne, who they traded for RFA. Ben Harper and Matt Benning are also UFAs. Like, I don't know. If, How the hell did I think it was 10 million? Okay. Cause so that's, they can right resign now. that's right now. That's right now. They have $10 million in cap space. Oh, okay. I'm, I misread it then. for next season. It's, it, it's, it's, 
it's 25 million. Yeah, you're right. Okay. They need to decide on if it's Connor Ingram or they're going to go out and get a backup goalie. Ingram has the potential. Big save. Um, not many big not saves it. from Dave. Not very many. But on the other side of the series, the Nashville. Mm-hmm. No, Adam, Colorado. what are you doing? Colorado Avalanche have moved on, led by Kale McCarr. Led by Kale McCarr. Led by Kale McCarr. He is really good. I love him. I love, I love Nathan McKinnon. I love everything about this team. They didn't even need Darcy Kemper. <laughs> it was a bit of a back and forth game, but, but still, it was, it was never in doubt for Colorado. Um, but this round doesn't really matter to them. No. It's, it's, um, it's one of St. Louis or Minnesota, which St. Louis are going to want some revenge if they can get past Minnesota. And um, I think I've lost my faith from Minnesota having an upset, to be honest. You got to think that Colorado's just loving what's going on on the other side. Just that it's either St. Louis is going to win next game or that game's going to seven and that game's going to be a nightmare for both teams and Colorado should be eating that up. I agree. I agree. Um, it's going to be fun. I just realized I did not put any notes for Washington and Florida game four. I'm embarrassed by that. That is very embarrassing. Um, Colorado. Yeah. Cal McCarr is gross. Um, we're going to talk more about Colorado, but man, they are just so good. And Darcy Camper is probably going to be ready for the next round. That's another thing with them waiting. Um, but the cap, I, I feel so embarrassed that I didn't look up anything about about the um, about the penguins. The penguins, Adam, Jesus Christ, wrong animal. The Panthers, the Panthers. <laughs> from Florida. Even though I don't think there are there Panthers in Florida. I don't think so. There's alligators in or, or crocodiles in the maybe. zoo. Yeah, probably in the zoo, Daniel. <laughs> maybe some seagulls. Oh yeah, the Toronto Red Pandas. Ah, oh, well, that makes sense because of the movie. Actually, never mind. It does. The Toronto Rhinos because the zoo. Yeah. I want to go to the zoo really no. badly now. Like, we'll go. You know what? Yeah, I will do two a two-one one podcast vlog from the zoo. From the zoo. Why don't we just enjoy the animals? We can enjoy the animals too. You just. This- I bring my Steve Dangle book. I'm like, hey, which areas did he talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I'm upset that there's no zoo guy here. I know he's a chat yeah. about it, but there's exactly. no like there's the zoo guy. Where's the map, Steve? How dare you? Um, but the Panthers get a much yes. needed needed win. Um, they get the overtime thriller after having a late tie in the whole thing. They really re- like shuffled up their lines for game five, too. Um I think we're all happy to see it. It was kind of funny if they get upset. Sorry, Bob Gardner. But I mean, like chaos, right? Yeah, the uh, chaos. I always got to love chaos. But they have not looked the same, right? Like, is that just me? Like, I Because I think we watched part of that game together. And I think we've seen a couple other games. I, I don't think they've looked the same. Well, they were definitely the comeback cats. Um, we can because they came back. Sure, but no, that that sort of it hasn't felt like it's the Panthers style. Like, what's that thing of the guys who win the series are the, the ones who stick to their identity the most? And right, hasn't really been the Panthers. Like, it, I think a big thing in Game Four was Weger looked a lot better. And I don't know if we said on the show if it was or off of it, but you know, Mackenzie Weger hasn't been great. Yeah, we said that on Monday. Like they moved Ben Chirot to the top pair, and I was like, "Good for Big Ben." Also, why is why why is that? Why is that? It's just yeah. very odd. 
very spice it up a bit. I mean, if it's better, if it gets weaker away for some of the tougher, tougher, tougher competition, then it's a good thing. Right. Um, but like, listen, maybe in game five, you really hope that the Panthers are going to really step it into gear. Um, because right now I just, I don't, I have a really difficult time seeing them the way they are now against the Leafs. And you know, like, listen, Campbell's a shaky goaltender. Um, but so is Sergei Bobrovsky in the playoffs. And I just think there's so much more confidence right now up front for the Leafs, for example, um, where I just don't see it with the Panthers. There's there's something off. They're they're not playing their game. And and if you look at well, we'll look at the Leafs, like, like you literally said, right? And if you look at the Leafs, I think last night those last two periods they played their game. Mm-hmm. You look at Carolina when they're beating Boston, they're playing their game. I think that it's a very simple thing. And I think you're pretty much spot on with, with that assessment, all the other really good teams and look at Tampa when Tampa is winning, they're playing their game. Daniel, any thoughts before we wrap up? Sorry, this is on me. I completely forgot about this series. I think I like the resilience. The Panthers did have, Um, I really thought this was going to go down to three, one. Um, got lucky there, but I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to me, even if the Panthers win this series, um, what they're going to look like, what they need to assess, what what needs to be changed. Um, nothing too bad, but just like the adjustments in terms of what can you get out of this roster. I think that they're gradually getting there, but they just that momentum has just been halted a bit of what they had in the regular season right now. And I think... We, we didn't give a lot of credit to the Caps, so I, I'm i surprised that this is still 2-2. I, this might go to a Game 7, just based on how both teams are playing. And Ovechkin finally gets his overtime game-winning goal. It has to happen. It has to happen. Okay. I think that's everything uh, to do with the hockey. Uh, next time, I'm pretty sure next time we record that... Uh, it's all going to be done. Like yeah, this, no. like the, the first round should be done by then. And then we can preview the second round and it should be fun. Um, and we get to just erase everything to do with Nashville from the dock, which is always good, good because, you know, I hate that it's so cluttered. I wish I could describe to people just how cluttered the dock has been for the playoffs. Uh, Cause it hurts me uh, the way it's been. Um, just too much stuff going on, too much stuff, but that works. Um, yeah, so one series down, seven to go. After that, 16 to eight. Yeah, and that eight, works. And then yeah. Eight to four. Yeah. And then and four, four to two. And then, two and then and after one. that, it's one it who wins. And, one. <laughs> and then the other team that makes it as far but go homes with not. What? Oh, let me try that again. Two teams and one one wins the cup and the other goes home after being making it just as far but goes home with nothing. As they say in the well, NHL we still games. Applaud, we still applaud the goalie that made oh. it to the finals and lost. I, why'd you do that? Why did you just <laughs> salt in the wound? What, what's why? I'm sorry. Why did you do that? He's probably retiring. That's so funny. I'm sorry. No, no. He's one, one more year. One more what? year. One more year. Mark Andre Fleury, one more year. Oh, I thought he was talking about Carey Price. Well, we can talk about both no. of them. We both love our friends. Oh, I goalies. thought he was talking about Marc-Andre Fleury. Well, not really French, no. but we both no. love our goalies who have happened to be in Montreal, either growing up or playing for the team. 
So, by the way, Montreal get one or two in next year's draft, uh, and then they sign Huberto, who leaves Florida because he's disappointed, and the rebuild's done. Whoop. Does he win MVP? And then, uh, yes. Okay. Canadian media makes a big deal about it. Yeah. With all his secondary assists. Stop it. Oh, my God. Their 5 on 5 model is better when he's not out. Shut up. Like, like here's this really funny, because if Huberto, he has a better chance of being the heart winner, honestly, because he'll be in Canada, and that helps. Does it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Come on, come on. Being in Canada helps. It does. It does. It's it very much does. I 100% believe that. I don't know. Listen, 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 listen. It took a lot of people I saw making cases for guys outside of McDavid and Matthews uh, were a lot more American ones. Like, I don't think Canadian media made enough of Shusterkin at the beginning of the year or Yossi or even Makar in that. Uh, and, I, and Crosby obviously had the cold start, but then turned into Sidney Crosby. I, I, I think it would help. You're telling me there's not a lot more noise if Hubert was doing it in Montreal? I would be 100%, unbearable. A hundred percent, but I don't think he'd. Be, I still don't think he'd I would win be. It. I would be waving the flag. But I still I'd say, think he'd uh, win I would it. be. Yeah, but I still think he'd have a stronger case because it'd be like, oh, the pressure, and he's doing that, and he's got no help because oh. they were playing. They're playing. Oh, oh they, yeah, but he's not. He's not putting up this point. He does not put up this amount of points on a lesser team. Oh, if he, yeah, no, 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 probably not. But I'll tell you, I, I think he'd, he'd be, he'd be, he would be up there if he played with like Suzuki and Goff. Uh, just dishing the puck to Coffee. Oh, please, please. Oh, could you imagine it? Or July with Connor Bedard, because it's going to happen. July uh, we 7th. Is that the draft? Yeah. No, yes. that or when's that free agency? Is that not July seventh? I can't. Re- I can't remember. Is the draft the seventh and the eighth? Okay. I can't when's remember. free agency? When's free agency? I can't, I can't remember. Okay, well, whatever day that is, we're gonna get the uh, contract extension. Oh well, it, it will be. It will be July. Oh, and then I'm just gonna cry. It's like, okay, cool. Baumgartner, I don't care if he has a really nice house. He's coming home. We can dream. We can dream. Or who's ever a big UFA that year because they don't have the money to buy anyone this year. Unless they trade Petrie and use the money to bring Chris Letang. Please don't. You don't want Chris Letang? I would appreciate him when he does for the young guys, but at the same time, I'm like, You have I don't want to give I don't want to give him five years. I don't want that. Right, right. Just go get PKs cheaper. Breaking news. <gasps> Ryan Lindgren is in. Rangers going seven defensemen. Wow. He's definitely playing hurt. <laughs> For sure. The like fourth 100%. line is uh, Kevin Rooney and Ryan Reeves. That's from Larry Brooks. Just in case y'all were curious. I'm sure that's really helping, Gerard. Breaking news. Again, Sid Sixero, four hours ago. I do not understand the Toronto Maple Leafs. Was that six hours ago? Four. Four hours ago. Oh, four hours. Okay. Um, okay. That's everything. Uh, no flashy. Go check out the TikTok of that. If you want to see our reaction to the draft lottery, uh, go watch it. Um, there's a certain reaction where one of us runs off camera and yells a lot, but I won't spoil who it was. Um, thank you for listening. Wait, I have more breaking news. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. On a scale of one to ten. Per Alex Baumgartner, 
I don't see Mason Marchment on the ice for warmups. Look like he's out. Looks like he's out tonight. Leafs legend Mason. Breaking news. 